It's Sunshine's Becky Gazeal here. Yes, and don't worry. If you missed us, well, that's why you're here, to catch up on the good stuff. You are on Sunshine. It is Beck and Jazeel with you. Faith. Faith. Faithful. Fridays. Tell me more. It's time for our favourite segment, Faithful Fridays, where we hear just amazing stories. And today is no different. Please welcome Dr. Sean George. Uh, he's from Kalgoorlie. He joins us on the line now. How are you going? Hey, Dr. Sean. Hi, Beck and Jazeel. It's lovely to be here this afternoon. And thank you for the opportunity to share my story on Faithful Fridays. Now, Dr. Sean, could you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes, so um, I work as a consultant physician at the Kalgoorlie Health Campus. I've uh, been here now close to 17 years this July. Um, so I trained um, as a physician in India and worked as a consultant both in India and in Malaysia. And then I believe God called me here to lovely Kalgoorlie Boulder. And uh, yeah, I've been working here among um, the Aboriginal people and the people in Kalgoorlie for the last 17 plus years. And my wife and I, we absolutely love it. My wife's a doctor as well. Her name is Sherry, like the drink, (laughs) only better. And uh, we have a son, Michael. Um, He's actually in final year of med school at Curtin University as well. Dr. Sean, where does your faith story start? Um, So it actually begins uh, soon after I got back from the Pacific Islands of Vanuatu in 2008, in the month of October. I had just come back after doing uh, voluntary medical work and uh, sharing Christ with the people in a small group of islands called Tongoa, which belongs to the Shepherds Group in the Pacific Island of Vanuatu. I was traveling um, after getting back here to do my clinics in Esperance. We do five clinics a year in Esperance as a part of the regional resource center that Kalgoorlie is. And so got to Esperance and my story actually began on the day that I was traveling back on the 24th of October, 2008, after my clinics and we were driving back to Kalgoorlie. I had my intern who had never driven in Australia before, so I was doing all the driving. It started as a normal morning. But about half an hour into the journey, I experienced some discomfort in my chest. Being only 39, pretty fit and well, I didn't think much of it and um, ended up driving about 350 kilometers. And if you've traveled in the outback, you know, there's not many towns in between Mm. Esperance and Kalgoorlie. But I did do a break in Norseman and the discomfort was still there. And again, it had not gotten any worse. It was not a pain. Got out, had a cup of coffee, a toilet break, got back into the car, started to drive. It was close to a town called Kambalda, which is approximately 80 kilometers from Kalgoorlie. Just before we reached that town, I started to feel a bit hot and sweaty. And that's when I thought to myself, there's something more to this than what I thought initially. So I actually stopped the car on the side of the road. And that's the first time I was telling my junior doctor that I was having a bit of discomfort in my chest. Uh, She was only an intern, so you can imagine how freaked out she was. Um, That's just one year out of med school, their first job basically as a doctor. So she was pretty stressed out and um, I got out of the car and uh, it was a hot day. It was 36 degrees, you know, lovely Kalgoorlie (laughs) kind of environment. Uh, But we were in a good car with air conditioning and I was still hot and sweaty. So I thought uh, something really serious happening here. So I called my wife um, and she's the doctor as well and I explained to Sherry what was going on. She said, how do you feel? I said, look, I don't feel too bad. 
Um, she asked me, do you think you can continue to drive? It's only another 80 Ks to get to Cal. I said, yep, I think I can. So that was the plan, got back into the car. And as I was heading into Cambalda, um, this is a road about 20 kilometers long. Um, and you sort of enter this road. It's like a link road between the Goldfields, Esperance Highway and Cambalda. And as I was driving, I really felt a strong prompting in my heart. And I know, you know, I know that it was the Holy Spirit speaking to me that I shouldn't be driving anymore. I need to find the GP clinic in Cambalda. So I actually obeyed. Uh, it was not a voice. It was just a very strong urging in my spirit and uh, found the GP surgery in Cambalda, got in there and um, it was lunchtime. So the doctors were not actually around. They had gone to lunch, but I met the reception staff and then the nurse and requested for an ECG to be done for me and to please get the doctor as well. So because I'm the consultant and the specialist and head of medicine at Kagul, they all know me by name because they refer their patients to us. Mm -hmm. So they were very, very nice. They were very kind. Um, they took me and said, yep, we'll do the ECG. We'll call the doctor. So they did the ECG. And since the doctor was not around, they handed it over to me because this is what <laughs> I do for a living. Um, and um, look at when I looked at the ECG, I was actually quite shocked because I realized I was having a heart attack. I wasn't expecting that. I was, you know, 39, as I said, and fit and healthy, just come back from a mission trip in Vanuatu. Um, certainly not expecting that at all. So immediately I said, look, you need to call the doctor. I'm having a heart attack. And um, Dr. Ra was, came from lunch and he, you know, he, I knew him, he was a mate. And he said, Sean, look, you're only 39. There's no way you're having a heart attack. Let's, why don't we repeat the ECG? So he took me into another room, which actually happens to be the resuscitation room or the emergency room. And he got me to lie down on the bed there. And I remember clearly that I then started to have really bad chest pain, not just discomfort, but actual severe pain. And so I asked Dr. Rao to give me something for the pain. And, um, you know, he said, yep, no problem. And I think they gave me some morphine. Within about eight to 11 minutes of that first ECG being done, all of a sudden I went into cardiac arrest. The next thing is, of course, um, they started to do CPR straight away and they had already connected me to a machine called the defibrillator. They ended up giving me 13 electrical shocks oh, wow. over a period of 48 minutes and my heartbeat did not come back. So from that point onwards, they could not give any more shocks. Um, they just did CPR. Now, I need to tell you what was happening back at home. Now, after my phone call, she actually called me back as any, you know, wife who was upset and, you know, anxious. She actually called me back and I was by then in the clinic in Cambalda. And I told her, Sherry, look, I'm having a heart attack. This is what's happened. You know, don't come here. They will bring me by ambulance, not knowing that I was actually going to go into cardiac arrest. The next phone call that she received was basically she had gone to the hospital trying to prepare for me to come to the emergency department. And she was sit sitting with my colleague when they got the phone call to say that I had gone into cardiac arrest. And she could hear, oh, 30 minutes is over, you know, 40 minutes is over. And it only takes three minutes for your brain to start dying mm. if it's not getting oxygen. And, you know, in about 30 minutes, it is irreversibly dead. So she immediately contacted her father who was in Dubai and he's also a strong Christian. But he told her something. He said, look, I know you're a doctor and it's hard for you to believe this, but you go there 
and you pray god will can do the impossible he will not let shawn go he's just come back from a mission trip after serving him he's not going to let him go in the meantime there was a very senior emergency physician dr steve dungey who lives and works in perth with him. over you know, yep and he's he was the doctor who was there on that day and um, he came and looked at everything that had been done and he said look you guys have tried everything that you can there's not much more that we can do it's been over an hour uh, we need to call off the resuscitation and as you know as you know the brain is dead um, and there's you know very very little chance of even the heart coming back and even if the heart comes back there's going to be no meaningful brain function mm. by the time my wife actually got there she could hardly walk as you can imagine she was so upset and dr steve dunji came out of the room and said sherry i'm so sorry we've tried everything that we can shawn is gone you can go in and say goodbye so when she walked into the room <clears throat> she could see the doctors were standing aside the nurses were standing aside the ecg was monitor was just a flat line and my body was actually white and it because i had been dead for over an hour uh, in fact it was closer to an hour and 20 minutes by then and um, she just held my hand it was ice cold and she remembered what her father said and she just said a very short simple prayer in her mind she said lord shawn's only 39 years old i'm 38 we have a 10 year old boy i need a miracle the moment she said that beep 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 <sighs> my heartbeat came back and immediately obviously there's a lot of confusion she was not sure what was going on but she realized that my heartbeat had come back immediately they started to work on me again um and finally they were able to shift me to royal perth hospital they saw that i had a block in my right coronary artery they opened it up and they actually put a stent inside and finally shifted me to the icu at about probably close to 1:00 in the morning on the 25th of october uh, dr sharad shetty who was the cardiologist that day he told me i had another two episodes of cardiac arrest oh, and wow. they had to give me two more shocks to revive my heart and that those two times my heartbeat came back i survived through that saturday i survived on the sunday and sunday morning my wife got a phone call from a lady who had been praying for me she is a lady who lives in a village in south india god had shown her in a vision that that very night the 26th of october i would open my eyes that night one of my colleagues who works with me dr christine jeffrey stokes she came to visit with me that night and she was holding my hand in and she was sort of saying shawn if you can hear me squeeze my hand and i actually squeezed her hand which she was i mean not expecting and then immediately she sort of shouted saying shawn open your eyes and for a brief few seconds i actually opened my eyes they called the icu doctor he actually refused to come saying that look i think you are imagining this it's not possible <laughs> but he had to change his mind on monday because i started to actually move my hands and limbs by wednesday they were actually able to take the tube out of my throat and i was breathing on my own i woke up i looked around the royal perth icu and said what am i doing here can i actually have a look at my ecg and my abg oh. i was back being a physician with a 100% normal brain oh that is a i've got no words i was discharged on the 13th day from the hospital 
people came looking for me and that's when you know the the doctors and nurses in the ICU said miracle man has left the hospital and that's how actually the west australian published that article saying miracle man responds to wife's heartfelt plea to live this is probably one of the best faithful friday stories we've had on the show it's incredible that is an a just remarkable story of miracles and faith and just listening to God. Thank you so much for inspiring us and thank you for being willing to share your story. You know, I really believe that we live in a time where there's lots of desperation. People have lost hope, you know, with all the things that have happened, the pandemic, the financial issues, the relationship issues. I just want to remind people there's a God who loves you and, um, you know, he's very real. And I, I know that he doesn't do this all the time. He can but he chooses when he's going to do his great mighty work but hang in there have hope you know there is a god who really cares and loves you dr sean george from kalgoorlie thank you so much for joining us you're welcome back and jazil it's lovely to be here thank you for the opportunity we really hope you enjoyed that chat. It has been sunshine's beck and jazil i think i enjoyed it more the second time it was good left a nice taste in my mouth we'll see you from 3